fanfic addicts today we are reading in a sky of a million stars who cares if one goes out it is a my hero academia baku deku fan fiction and it is lovely In a Sky of a Million Stars, Who Cares If One Goes Out is written by Stringlish. They are 30 years old and they are from Kentucky. Their Twitter is Stringlish on AO3. In a Sky of a Million Stars, Who Cares If One Goes Out, the word count is 150,457 words as of the current moment. It is still updating currently at 35 chapters. This is longer than what would need to take up three novels. This person is amazing and honestly goals with your writing. Holy crap. <laughs> this fanfic gets into some dark topics such as suicide and things like that. So if you struggle with those themes, please just turn away now. Okay? Okay. It is adorable. It goes into quirkless Izuku. It brings in Bakudeku. Izuku lives through a suicide attempt. Let's get into the first chapter. In a sky of a million stars, who cares if one more light goes out? Summary. He could never forgive himself. It was his fault. He'd planted the idea like a seed he'd never known would grow. Or, what if Izuku jumped? Or, the one where Izuku jumps and lives and Kasuki visits him every day and Class 1A not so secretly finds it adorable that their designated angry Pomeranian brings flowers to his comatose childhood friend. Chapter 1. The Day That Changed Everything this was disorientation. Jarringly, he feels like what seems like hands pulling and tugging at his body, forcing him onto unsteady legs, wrenching him away from the boy he was clinging to. Red and blue flashing lights left him in a dizzying haze. Every sound was altogether deafening and muffled at once. Voices, sirens, the sound of screaming. Whose was that anyway? Why did his throat feels so raw. Was this what drowning felt like? The tight, constricting feeling in your chest, stealing the breath from you? The rush of your own heartbeat in your ears, the muffled din rushing loudly, surging through your head, pulsating in nauseating waves. His equilibrium was off. He could hear a cacophony of questions being directed at him, but Katsuki was drowning in a sea of red. The sight of Icarus's descent would forever be burned into his retinas. The harsh breaths that made it past his lips are nothing short of choked pain and gas, and he finds himself fighting against the hands of the EMTs restraining him, reaching out, desperately searching. Everything was so wrong. He was late. He was too late, and everything was red. He hardly remembers that anything that happens next. He only reacts when the EMTs run past him with a stretcher, trying to force his way closer. Yet still, he was restrained. Couldn't these people understand? They were seriously pissing him off. Couldn't they see he had to be near him? He had to know if he was okay. He had to know if his shoddy attempt at CPR even worked. 
had never been this stricken in his life, as if the axis of his world was flipped entirely upside down, and yet, what else could he have been expected? The signs had been there, however, like everyone else around them, he'd elected to ignore them, blindsided by a sunny disposition and ceaseless optimism. When did those slip away? Panic spikes within him as they move Deku's broken body, leaving nothing but a smear on the pavement in front of their school's main entrance. It had to have been the beginning of the week. Deku had seemingly been himself up until the beginning of this week. However, Cassie was so preoccupied with his own trivial matters, boasting about UA or getting himself into trouble, that he hadn't noticed the shift. Just when had the fight left those Viridian eyes? In the end, it didn't matter when. His light was snuffed out, and he was too late, too painfully late, to realize Izuku's flame had been extinguished, and now, on the pavement, his prone body, everything was coated in angry, brilliant, flaming vermilion, and this was one fire that Katsuki put, couldn't put out. He'd fucked up. Guilt left him trembling as paramedics diligently worked on the broken body beside him in the ambulance. They raced against time to get to the hospital. Vaguely, he realized shock was setting in. His body had moved on its own. He didn't even remember hearing himself beg to come with them. He didn't even know why they let him. He could already be considered any type of family to Deku. He'd lost that right long ago. He'd never get it back. Anxiety grips him as the paramedics charge up their defibrillators. Kasaki watched agonizingly as his once childhood friend flatlined twice on the way to the hospital. Never before has a heartbeat been so infuriatingly fickle, like the flicker of a candle in the dark on a windy night, the odds stacked against them. It stunned him to realize that he'd given anything for just a few moments longer. As if somehow we could reach out and physically keep Izuku's heart beating with sheer willpower alone. Thankfully, for once, time was on their side as they pulled up to the ambulance loading bay of Mustafu Regional Hospital. Everything that happened after that was a blur, but apparently it hadn't passed without some fight on his part. Young man! Katsuki is startled from his rage when a pair of fingers snap together in front of his face. His dazed gaze locks onto that of an elderly woman. A medical assistant, it would seem. I understand this is an awful and traumatic experience for you, dear, but there are some important questions that we have to ask you, and we can't do that unless you calm down. Can you do that for me? Katsuki's mouth clamped shut in shame, nodding mutely. Okay, good. She continues gently. Now we need to know this young man's name. Is Izuku. Midoriya Izuku, Katsuki wraps out, vaguely taking note that he'd provided a blanket. And how are you related to Midoriya, she asked next. He, he is in my class. I see. Her expression is tight and questioning as she tears the information she was providing onto a tablet. Would you happen to know anything more about him, who his parents might be, or any emergency contacts we should be aware of? The realization dawns on him like a slap to the face. Oh god. His voice cracks. Plentyinko. Dread rushes through him at the thought of how devastated she's going to be. Guilt grips him like a vice as unknowing tears stream down his cheeks. The medical assistant hesitates, but asks him a few more generalized questions before giving him some space. What seemed like hours trickle by. 
During this time, Katsuki was moved into a private waiting room just outside the operating room. Several different people, medical staff, policemen included, come to question him and take a statement during this time. Having Raspel answers on autopilot, they assure him that his parents have been contacted. An officer by the name of Tuzukachi Namosa appears later and stays with him, sitting just to his right. Whether out of respect for his space or due to Katsuki's own surly nature, the man elects to maintain silence not bothering him with any more unnecessary questions, unless the need arose. I can't keep going, I'm gonna cry. Okay. This writing style is absolutely beautiful. And as horrifying and terrible and heartbreaking as that first chapter is, it is gorgeous. Just the descriptors and everything, it's simply beautiful. And this writing style continues throughout the entire fanfic. And as it gets happier, it feels even more beautiful. And I... Please read this fanfic. It's Quirkless Azuku. It's Baku Deku. Azuku lives. He lives. There was character development from that. And this writing is both beautiful and adorable. And the plot is simply amazing. And I don't want to spoil it. But Azuku is wonderful. And so is Bakugo. And I love them to death, and I love this story to death, and I am going to go read the latest chapter. And please, please go support this author. You can find me on TikTok as ERWEARART. You can find me on Twitter as ERWEARARTS. You can find me on YouTube also as ERWEARARTS. You can find me on Instagram as Bluebell Erin. And I hope you have a fantastic day and enjoy reading this amazing fanfic. Mm-hmm.